All right, y'all, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really, really banged up. <laughs> F you, Craig Gertis. Brent, can you handle this one? Welcome to the club. There's a couple last break. You're a sweet, sweet man. <laughs> this is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need. The bad news is they're not going to do it for you. The good news is you don't need anybody's permission. You can do it for yourself. And when you get enough leverage, all those things that you think you need to get started are going to come after you start and you're going to have way more power, way better leverage to get those things done. That's what we call the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. I can still spell when I'm hungover, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a Baxter name from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who's also a descendant of a famous Arkansas governor, which I just found out. So, gentlemen, <laughs> ladies, we are in the presence of greatness <laughs> right now, uh, who was forcibly reinstated as governor by President Grant. Dude, this is amazing stuff, by the way. Like, oh, we have to go down this deeper. Like, seriously, in the presence of greatness. <laughs> Brent is a hit songwriter and my good friend. He's got cuts by Andy, Andy Jackson. Andy Jackson, <laughs> yeah. Cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones last year. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you become pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, just like last night, he gets those writers in touch with the pros so you can start creating relationships and you can find them very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to what's left of my co-host, Johnny Grinnell. <laughs> Johnny, on Daredevil Production, they're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through that and some of his uh, former clients are breaking him. Yeah. Apparently... So if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Can't help themselves, but they can help you. Daredevil has worked with movie platinum artists <laughs> like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, <laughs> and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at Dare... Oh, I got other jokes. All right, you can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. You can production find Johnny in the gutter. <laughs> And there is no S because there's barely one. Johnny, how's it going? <laughs> it's a rough, rough morning. <laughs> a good friend of mine, Craig Gertis, killer, killer artist, like the real deal kind of guy, touring all the time, took the hit like everybody else did during COVID. And he came through town. He's at the local last night. This is a Tuesday. He was at the local on a Monday. He played at 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to roll over there after work, come back, finish up some work. Mm, no, I, I ended up, <laughs> I, I came home and like, I don't even know what time I came home. It was late. It was Lexi would not approve. Like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, holy crap. It's like 10 o'clock. I was texting with a couple people and I'm like, oh, my God, we got to record this morning. And so I was like, give me a half an hour, please. And you were gracious to give me half an hour. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, the yin, to yin and yang, so Johnny was out last night. He's hung over this morning. We have to record this way ahead of time because I leave for a mission trip to Africa on Saturday. So here's the <laughs> yin right. and the yang of the climb. 
We're pulling from both He's ends. He's to save some souls in Africa, and I'm just trying to nurse a hangover. And we're going to get the whole village to pray for you, Johnny. <laughs> we all love you. I I love you, bro. I really do. I love you too. I really do. Like, <laughs> I love you, man. Um, all right. So here's what we're going to here's what we're gonna learn today. We've been texting back and forth for the last couple of days because I can't believe we didn't do a podcast on this. I mentioned this on an episode of Pick Johnny's Brain. I just referenced it very quickly on an episode of Pick Johnny's Brain. Are you a student of the game? So mm-hmm. you, you know, you can kind of check that out. This incredible article that came out a month ago or so from Spotify that I did a post mm-hmm. on this in the climb community. And I think that's why I got so confused and thinking yeah. that I communicated this information to the climb because I did in the climb community, but not everybody that listens to the podcast is in the climb community, which brings us to our next point. That's right. <laughs> Let's take care of a little business here. Thank you. American songwriter magazine. We are so proud. So pleased. So Excited to be a part of this brand name. They have a podcast network, American Songwriter Magazine, 34 or 36-year-old, 36 36-year-old 36 brand name. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the coolest thing ever. I mean, <laughs> American Songwriter, what? We're on it. Yeah. So thank you for that. If you found us through the podcast network, welcome to The Climb. And if you've been a climber this whole time, guys, there's some great, great, great podcasts on this network go check out the other ones all of the information you're going to find in the podcast network is all about what you want to do right it's all in your lane so join the climb community because i did this whole breakdown on this math in the climb community in the show that we're going to talk about today and Mm -hmm. that's the kind of cool stuff that you get when you're in the climb community not only that but you get the community man like these are songwriters hooking up creating co-writes international co-writes that get synced that make money these are pros Uh these are people who are interested in what you're interested in which is getting better which is being a craftsman a student of the game they're talking about promotion ideas and different back and forth back and forth ask a question you're going to get 20 answers and then I'll probably chime in a week later and be like, yeah, they, mm-hmm, what right. they said. <laughs> right. I don't think I've ever disagreed with an answer that a climber gave in the climb community. It's brilliant. This is a, this is a brain trust. This is a think tank. That's what this is. That's right. And that just happened. We also share our wins. So every Wednesday we have the new heights segment, which is where we encourage you to share your music related wins with us so we can celebrate with you. And, uh, Actually, this one I want to share is actually, it hadn't been, well, I posted it, I think, in the climb community, but uh, speaking of American Songwriter Magazine, I have my my current issue, which by the time this drops, will maybe another one out after this, but this is one with Common on the yeah. cover. And uh, looking at the lyric contest winners, I see a couple familiar names. Oh, really? Who? who, who? So we have. Do tell. That's right. So we I have, haven't gotten my damn issue yet, by the way. Well, we still love them. So, yeah. But so, that's, it's not American Songwriter's fault. It's the mail it's fault. It's the mail. Right. Like, straight up, everybody in my office gets their business email at home. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not a good thing in any way, shape, or form, that but we deal good. with it. But. <laughs> However, all right, so the lyric contest, though, they do that like every issue. But third place is a song called Every Second Sunday Morning Dad by Avram 
Topel or Topol, Topol, but he goes by Ave, and he's made it through several of my play for publisher events, music industry pitch events. He's a good writer and a good lyricist too. So that came in third place. Nice, congrats, congrats, Ave, congrats, yeah, Ave. That's right, Slow Ave. Clap, but that's a faster clap. Yeah, and then under honorable mentions, we have climber Brad Mays from Austin, Texas. With Johnny, you might recognize his title: Drip, Drip, Drip. Does that ring a bell? No. Yes. Stop it. it. Are you kidding me? The subject of song title challenge number 66. Wait wait a second. This is news. I did not know this. Yes. So the subject of song title challenge number 66. So you can look that one up. Drip, drip, drip. He did work on it. He submitted it. Got an honorable mention in the American Songwriter Lyric Contest for what, what issue is this? It is May of 2021. So Ave, Brad. Congratulations, man. Oh, my God. You guys, congratulations. And not for nothing. And I'm speaking not just to my co-host, Brent, but to all climbers right now. I envy us. <laughs> Brad, you, remember, you have to invite us to the honorable mention party. That's right. We're to have a party. Let's go. That's right. <laughs> all right. So those are the wins. Those are the wins. Yes. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast make sure you get every episode because you never know what's going to happen i mean we're just straight up about everything that's right (laughs) the wins and the losses (laughs) and um leave a rating and review we're trying to get to 200 and most importantly guys brent and i are very very grateful and we do not take your time that you spend with us for granted we know that this is a big deal time is the most valuable thing on the planet and you spend a good deal of it with us every week and we're very grateful for that but you don't do it out of pity you don't do it because you care about brent and i you just want us to feel good no you're doing it because we're providing value and we're giving something to you and you're getting something out of it so tell a friend tell a friend about it let them know because if we can help you maybe we can help them too and just get them to think on a different framework which brilliantly and I can't believe I made these dots with the fog that's going on in my brain right now. I can't believe I connected these dots. But we are going to go right into, arguably, again, I can't believe we didn't do a podcast on this already. Because you and I both couldn't believe it because we've talked about it so right. much. I had to go back and listen to a bunch of podcasts like, we must have, we must have, we must have. And no, we haven't. And this is, this is, this is the bomb right here. I know I did this whole mathematical breakdown. This is good times. This is proof that the middle class is here for artists and you can't argue with the numbers because Mm -hmm. the numbers don't lie and the numbers don't lie because the numbers can't talk. That's right. And that's just all there is to it. So I don't even know how long ago it is now, but it's probably a good month, maybe five or six weeks. Mm -hmm. Spotify releases an article that says that they paid 13,400 artists at least $50,000 of revenue last year for streaming. 13,400. Now, we're focused here on Spotify, but let's back out and go up to 30,000 feet. That's 13,400 artists who got at least $50,000 of streaming. That's 1,000 bucks a week. Mm Mm-hmm. On streaming revenue, just streaming revenue, just on Spotify. That's right. Now, there was another article that recently came out where I think Apple Music might have surpassed paid subscriberships on Spotify. Oh. So you could argue that there's at least that or close to that Mm -hmm. on Apple. Yeah. And then that doesn't even include Amazon. Right. 
And this is not ticket sales. This is not merch. This is not, this is just streaming. So, you know, there's a lot of heat, a lot of dissent towards Spotify in the news and the press about what they pay. This show here is not to argue against that. Okay. And, and Spotify pays artists a lot better than they pay writers. So kind of two different economics here. True, 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 true. And listen, this, for all intents and purposes, y'all, we are still in a very, very baby market here. This is still maturing. And the more it matures, the free market will prevail. And the more that the people who are ultimately directly or indirectly, like the writers creating the traffic, are going to be paid. Okay. However, all of that aside, I think it makes the headline more powerful. 13,400 artists made at least 50 grand just on Spotify in 2020. And Brent, if I were to say that to you, and I want you to pretend to be your excuse maker, <laughs> you know, I, can I, you play the role of the excuse maker? Like, what does what does he say when he reads the headline? He doesn't read the article; he just reads the headline. What does he say? He just sees okay, thirteen thousand four hundred people are making fifty k or more just off Spotify. Well, that's you know, major label people. There's people that are already famous, or that's people that have opportunities I don't have, or. That's people that already have a fan base, that sort of thing. It's everybody that's not me. Everybody that's not me, exactly, yeah. (laughs) So excuse maker aside, because I know climbers here are interested in one thing. We are interested in getting 1% better every single day Mm -hmm. and trying to move forward and trying to get better at our craft and be a better student of the game when it comes to business and create leverage in the music business. That's why we're here. So – I did some math. 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 Love math. It's my favorite four-letter word. No, it's not true either. (laughs) My angriest four-letter word. (laughs) It's my angriest four-letter word. That's it. Yell that when you're angry. Math! But let's dissect this number for a second Mm -hmm. because in the process of doing this math, and this is a whole post I put in there. We got a lot of reaction on that post, by the way. A lot of people are like, bam, cornered you with logic, mm-hmm. right? There is no escaping this breakdown that we're about to go into and the reality of it. Okay. And as I go through this math, I want you to remember this. Spotify pays writers like crap and they still don't pay artists what they're, they're not even paying late. Like they're, whatever they're making from labels is too much for the labels because they own the intellectual property mm-hmm. and it's too little for the streaming services because They're the middleman, and this is a unsustainable business model. It will change, and it will benefit the creators of the traffic who are the artists and the songwriters, okay? So what we're talking about here, this is the bottom of the barrel, and it's awesome news. Yeah. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better, okay? So holy crap, this is exciting. But let's do this. In the heyday of the music industry, when we were a $75 billion a year industry and everything was making money, you know, like 80s and 90s, this is the height of the music industry. There were about seven to nine labels, major labels. Mm -hmm. And each of those major labels had 500 artists about signed to the label. That's crazy. This is across all genres. Yeah. Okay. So country, jazz, pop, 
rock, Americana, R&B, rap, Gordon Lightfoot, he's listening, you know, across all genres, okay? What most people don't understand outside the music industry is that only five per- – remember we had this conversation with Chris and with – at the Climb Conference that oh, Chris and that Shelby. Chelsea put on with yeah, Chris and, Shelby. Uh, yeah. and Shelby. Only 5% of the artists on any given label made money. Yeah. So that's 25 artists per label. Mm-hmm. But that's 475 artists – that didn't make money. Now we've said this before on the podcast where I'm like, you know, you think the deal is the destination, right? But that's just the beginning of the fight, mm-hmm. right? The deal is the validation that you're now a competitor. Yeah. But brother, yeah, <laughs> you ain't won any races. <laughs> right. The competition just got better. Yeah. The, yeah. This is like being the star quarterback in college and then going into the NFL and finding out that your front lineman who weighs twice as much as you do can outrun your sorry ass in a 4-4 because <laughs> right. yeah. he's a freak of nature and a super athlete right. fast big determined mentally focused and you got to step up your game right mm-hmm. but those 475 artists got deals because they were good yeah because for one of two reasons either the label really loved them and really wanted to do something with them and sign them. They got an advance. They got money put behind them. Even if they got screwed, they got money put behind them. Yeah. Or, and this is the evil part of the record industry, and this has also everything to do with what we're talking about today, or they got signed and they got money thrown at them and they were made to feel like rock stars because the label wanted to keep them out of the market mm-hmm. because they sound too much like this other artist that's hitting. Yeah. So we're going to sign them to put them on the shelf. But you're so good, which this is this sucks. Okay, yeah. But if you can't beat them, sign them. Yes, exactly. Like we don't want him going to another label. We want to keep this because this sounds like our guy, and we want to keep him or her out of the market. So we're going to do this. So they're there for a reason. Why? 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 Does nine point five out of ten artists in the former music business fail in making money? You know, in Mm. revenue. First of all, on what effed up planet is that a good business model? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. If 9.5 out of 10 GM cars don't turn over when you buy them brand new, how long is GM going to be around? <laughs> Not long. If 9.5 Big Macs get returned <laughs> to McDonald's, yeah. how long is that going to last? It's crazy, but it illustrates the inefficiency of the business, but it was the only way the business could run. So the brilliance of it was that the 5% who made money, made so much Mm. money for the label and for themselves. But in this case, for the label, we're talking about in the context of the label, they paid for the losses of 475 artists. Yeah. I mean, the thing was the bottleneck that we've talked about so much on terrestrial radio or later MTV, there could only be a handful of big successful artists because of the bottleneck. Right. You know, only so many people, they could get into the mass public awareness so therefore, just by numbers, most of them could not. And that has changed. That's it. Brent, you just boiled it down from, excuse the reference, from the cocaine to the crack. Like, that's <laughs> it. Those 475 artists didn't make money because they didn't get in front of new eyeballs. And they didn't get in front of new eyeballs because radio 
you know, and this is 99.99% accurate. There's a couple outliers on there, yeah. but for all intents and purposes, radio is the only way you get in front of the new audience in the old music business. And they didn't even have satellite radio at that point. Yeah. This is terrestrial radio. So they just, they play 12 songs an hour. There's rotational format programming. Heavy rotation is 70 spins a week. Medium rotation is about 40 spins a week. Light rotation is about 15 spins a week. So when you boil it down, each station and each market only spinning about 25 to 40 songs a week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's where it's tight. They just didn't get in front of new eyeballs, okay? So let's talk about the perspective that I think that you accurately offered up about the, the excuse maker mm-hmm. in the news of 13,400 artists got paid. This got me excited because obviously I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Y'all know this about me, but I went to do the math because I'm also interested in the truth. I want to know, am I just, is this a confirmation bias? Is this, what is this? Mm -hmm. Why am I so excited about this? So I want to do the math. So let's talk about artists that are currently signed right now. Okay. We don't have nine major labels anymore. We got three Mm -hmm. and we have a couple handfuls of really significant indie labels. So what we're talking about right now is what artists are making at least $50,000 of revenue. Because they don't say if it's signed or unsigned. This is just total. Yeah. So we have to go into the math and dissect this a little bit. And that's what we're doing today. How many artists are currently doing this with somebody else's money? Mm-hmm. Right? Because the excuse maker wants to know that. Yeah. Right? He's like, well, it's all Ed Sheeran and Lady Gaga and whoever. Yeah. It must be nice if you got major liberal money. Yeah. Okay. But fair enough. Let's. They're in there. Let's go down that road. Yeah. They're in there. They're Let's in go there. down there. Let's find how much. Let's find out how much. Yeah. I guarantee you that with three major labels, and I don't know this for sure, but I, they don't have 500 hours each now, the major labels. They've shrunk. They've mm-hmm. had to have shrunk. Because y'all, after streaming took hold, and keep in mind the record business has been fighting it forever, we shrunk as an industry from $75 billion a year to 15 billion a year in mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. That's an 80% reduction in revenue. Wow. Think about that in your household paycheck. Yeah. You survive? Some of you are going through it from COVID. Yeah. Maybe. Some people don't have to imagine it. Yeah. Some people don't have to imagine it. Fair enough. And shout out to y'all. We love you. Like, just, just keep plugging away. We're going to get back on track here. But they're desperate. They're desperate. So I don't even think they have 500 artists each. Mm-hmm. On those labels, but I can't, I don't know that for sure. I only like to say stuff I know for sure. Right. If I'm going to make a factual statement, yeah. if I'm going to make an opinion, I'm going to tell you it's my opinion and that, and we do both on this show. You'd never make in politics, too. Johnny. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't get past that. No. <laughs> From man in a rock. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Nobody was pissed off, but you know, there's a lot of colorful stuff. That That's funny, Bono. <laughs> so, um, so here it is. That number of currently signed artists out of the 13,400 artists who made at least $50,000 of revenue mm-hmm. just on Spotify, just on streaming, is a triple-digit number. Yeah, so less than 1,000. But okay. I'm going to be generous. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep the math easy. Let's make it 1,000. Okay, 1,000. Let's right. make it 1,000. That's fair. Yeah. That's not fair. It's really generous, but that's let's do that. So then let's talk about What's the next thing that the it's the that people the that are excuse makers going to say? People that are already famous. Let's save that for later. You're right. What's the next one? Oh, they're just really rich, right? Well, there's a bunch of artists who are just 
have a lot of money. They're indie artists, but you know, they got rich parents that are going to spend $3 million to make 50 grand. Yeah. They're in there. Mm-hmm. Let's say that's 500. Sure. Then you've got the, how many times have we talked about knowing artists sprint that have millions of streams, but they can't sell out my office. Right. Yeah. That's a thing. Now, some of those people who have those money, a lot of those artists have worked their butts off to get to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a, I'm, I don't want to take anything away from them. That's brilliant. But some of them, you know, you just got the guys who are the girls who just, they put out a song. Maybe it's a great song. So I'm not taking away from the art, but for whatever reason, they do zero promotion, zero effort. It somehow gets on the right playlist and boom, they're making 50 grand a year because of a certain effort that they did. They just got lucky, yeah. right? They just got freaking lucky. They made 50 grand last yeah. year. What are they making this year? Probably not that, right? So Probably it's... not that. Yeah. But let's just say they got lucky. They mm-hmm. just straight up got lucky, which is really the business model that I feel too many artists subscribe to that we're trying to, the purpose of this podcast is to eliminate that line of thinking, right? Right. The L is leverage, not luck. Hey, climbers, welcome to some help. That's right. We want to turn you on to a professional service by our sponsor, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com. Listen, as singers, songwriters, and artists, our greatest strength is sometimes our greatest weakness, and that is our emotional intensity. Listen, it helps you create great art, but it can also torpedo not just your career, but your life. And we don't want the bad stuff. We just want the great art. We want your emotions to be a source of help, not hurt. And that brings us to BetterHelp.com. Sorry, guys, it's not a crisis line. This is not a self-help line. This is a professional counseling service that's done securely online. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And as an artist and as somebody who deals with artists, the licensed professional counselors that they have, the stuff they specialize in, I'm going to read you just a quick little list. I've had to deal with all these at one point or another, either myself or with other artists. So this is real stuff. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trouble sleeping. A lot of us have had traumas, anger, family conflicts. If LGBTQ matters, grief from loss is something, a loved one maybe. And and just about every artist I know, I don't, I don't think I know one that doesn't secretly have a little self-esteem issue going on. So here's somebody you can talk to. That's right. And you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. So you don't have to wait long to start talking to somebody. Also, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is great. I'm always happy to see that. And the service is available for clients worldwide, meaning you don't have to just find somebody local who understands you, but that you might run into at the grocery store. You can find counselors worldwide. So it doesn't matter where you are. That's right, guys. If you want to dig down a little deeper on this, there's a ton of testimonials that you can research that are on their website at betterhelp.com. And this podcast is this because we want you to win. We don't want this stuff to get in the way of your artist's career. So if this can help, then we want to help you help yourself. So as a climber, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash songwriter. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash songwriter. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Because it happens. It absolutely happens. But you can't go to your landlord or your mortgage company and say, um, like, I'm going to get that check to you as soon as I win the lottery. Because exactly. it could happen. That's right. It could. Pay it all off right then. F yeah. you, pay me. <laughs> all right. So let's say that's another 500. So now we've got a thousand, generously, a thousand currently signed artists. And we've got a thousand artists who are the really rich are really lucky. Right. Okay. Now let's talk about who has the brand name that is, maybe they don't have a deal anymore, or maybe mm. they're not in the public eye anymore, yeah. let's say, but they are. Aren't in the current top 40, but yeah. we all know who they are. Elvis. Right. Not putting yeah. out any new stuff. There you go. a bunch of streams. Yeah. Right. The number, by the way, number one stream song. Do you know what the number one stream song on Spotify is? I know it wasn't mine, but other than that, no. <laughs> hey, you're going to free. It's John Denver, Country Roads. Wait, did that? Did somebody cover that or what happened to pop that up? Something happened, right? No, the John Denver track. Wow. Is the number one stream song. Lots of people, I'm sure, have covered it. I'm not oh, well, yeah. going to yeah. go down that road, but the number one stream track about that came from Ray Hamilton, who we're just facetime it with that is the number one i mean it's billions and billions of views it's ridiculous yeah the, the amount of money that that song continues to make like god bless john denver right yeah so some of the younger climbers are like who the hell is john denver right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you're not in country music you're certainly saying who the hell is john denver right this is my point so let's articulate how many people are let's just call them legacy artists that they have a big enough multi-million dollar brand name that they are just generating you know, enough people are still listening. People are still listening. They're doing 50, at least 50,000. That, by the way, you know, the record labels last year made $43 billion on streaming. So we're talking about the low rung, at least 50 grand. All mm -hmm. those artists who made, you know, Beyonce's in there, right? She's one of them. These yeah. are the artists that are generating tons of traffic. It, it could be from 50 grand to whatever, but at least 50 grand. 50 grand, that's a wage that's coming dangerously close to being able to replace a lot of y'all's. Day jobs. Day jobs. And remember, that's just Spotify. Exactly. Exact. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How do we find out how many artists there are? Because this is 
enlightening. How many right. artists that have big enough brand names that they're still generally because I my playlist is all not all, but like heavily weighted towards eighties hair bands you know yeah. as you would expect they don't have deals anymore if they do they're like these little minor things and n- yeah, nobody knows what label. they're putting out and i'm not listening to the new stuff i'm listening to the old the stuff that came out in the 80s right, right. so that matters so let's here's how i did the math on this nine labels i think it was seven but let's just say nine let's just say nine mm-hmm. nine labels 500 artists each across all genres only five percent of them made money that's 25 artists per label that made money times nine. That's 225 artists a year. Yeah. That made money. Okay. But it's not 225 different artists. Right. Yeah. A lot of those could be on that list for several years. Mm-hmm. So how do we determine the one hit wonder to the Rolling Stones? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's that? So I think the average, I think most people will feel like this is a pretty solid math that the average career span for an artist is five years. Probably so, yeah. I think I've heard that a couple of times. Some people might argue it's less. So I think five years is sufficient. So let's go back 50 years. Okay. So there'd be 10 chunks of five years. Correct. That's the math I want to do. So 225 times 10. is 2,250. I added a zero to the end. Wow. Okay. So 2,250 artists mm-hmm. made money in the last 50, last 50 years. Yep. Which is sad. Okay. Because that's like only 1971, by the way. So, <laughs> which feels like 50 years is 1971. Oh, crap. 1971. All right. Well, you know, okay. Hold on. That is, oh, Let's do 60. Let's, let's, let's do 60. Let's yeah. be real. So that's another 450 artists. So that's 2,250, 2,725? I've got completely lost after that. So yes, sure. <laughs> Wait, 450, 225, 450 plus uh, 20, be, yeah. 250. 2,250 plus uh, 450 is 2,700. 2,700, sorry. All right. So that's 2,700 artists. Yeah. that have multi-million dollar brand names in the last 60 years that are still generating that kind of revenue on Spotify. So now let's back that out of the 13,400 artists. Now I think everybody clearly understands where I'm going. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we minus the gracious number of 1,000 artists who are currently signed. Major, yeah. And, and being promoted. And, and even significant indie. Right, right? major, major indie, yep. And, and I think with the graciousness of that number, with the that includes you know even indie artists maybe who aren't signed but have budgets that are mm-hmm. making miracles happen. Okay, right. and then we included five hundred of the Richie Riches, mm-hmm. and we included five hundred of the Oh my God, I just made fifty thousand uh, dollars, right? And I, I, I just got on the right playlist, and somebody dug it, and I just you know lightning right. in a bottle. I put it on TikTok and the song it was went crazy. Now it's getting streamed and whatever. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So okay. So that's though. another thousand. So that's 2000. And then we add 2,700 artists who have multi-million dollar brand names from the history of rock and roll. Yeah. Ish. Right. Like 60 years. That's 60. Yeah. So that leaves 8,700 artists. Yep. Indie artists. Like you. 
like you. All right. Eight thousand seven hundred. Now, here's the other staggering part of this article. That number's up twenty percent from two thousand and nineteen. Hmm. And so that was twenty twenty numbers. So in a year, twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So if we go up another twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Right, ten percent. That's another eight hundred seventy. So twenty percent would be sixteen hundred yeah. seventeen forty. It'd be another seventeen hundred forty artists. They're going to make at least fifty thousand dollars in revenue just on streaming, just on one streaming platform mm-hmm. at the crappy rates. So then you're over ten thousand, ten thousand four hundred forty ish at a twenty percent increase Hello. from this year or twenty. Hello. Hmm. Hello. Hello. Yeah. So now it's like, I don't need to get lucky. I don't need to have the hand. So by the way, for the artists who, and I guess this is all artists, because this is me, this is everybody. But for all of us who live in doubt, we yeah. all live in a little bit of doubt. And it's just how we deal with it, right? Is determines uh, what we do with our artist career. But for those of us who were just listening a little too hard to our parents, mm-hmm. who... First of all, shout out to the parents. Yeah. They did the math, didn't they? Oh, yeah. There's 2,700 artists who made money in the last 60 years since I've been alive as a parent. You want to get into that club? That's right. (laughs) I mean, backup plan, right? Like, you've got to be concerned about your kid. You got to be, hey, okay, I love that. Go do what you want to do. Or they're just straight up, you're a moron. And, you know, we all got different kinds of parents. But, yeah. The math was sound. The math was bad, 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 right? So like it, don't like it. Lots of people went against their parents and became stars just the same. And some of you are doing that now. But let's just honor the fact that the math was sound. Mm -hmm. That's what they were worried about. 2,700 artists in the last 60 years made money. 2,700. Yeah. And last year... 8,700 artists in 2020 made at least 50 grand off one platform. on one streaming platform. Yeah. So, and one of the good things too is we talked about the bottleneck before the bottleneck of terrestrial radio that kind of limited the number of people that could have that kind of massive success. There's not that bottleneck now. Like, that's right. No reason that 8,700 last year couldn't have been. 87,000 is just a matter of how many artists are going to go out there and find their fans and connect with them. That is just so perfectly put. You're not competing for space. Mm -hmm. You're competing for attention. Yeah. And if you're compelling, you're going to get attention because 99.9% of the competition that's competing like at this given moment is just trying to put their finger painting up on the world's refrigerator. Mm Mm-hmm. And you all know this, when you're pros, it's just a different bar, right? Mm-hmm. Art is not subjective, it's objective up until the point it becomes competitive. Yeah. And when it becomes competitive, then it becomes subjective. Because when it's well done, you can say, I just don't like that. Yeah. But you can't argue that that's really yeah. well done. It's quality. You know? I just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not my bag, baby. Right? Mm-hmm. Like That's the deal. So – 2,700 artists in the last 60 years versus 8,700 artists last year who made money, who made enough money to like live on. Yeah. 
by the way, one streaming platform. It's probably with all the other streaming platforms, at least double that. That's mm-hmm. a six figure living. You can raise a family on that. Heck yeah. I'm Maybe not in New York or LA. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not <laughs> New York and LA, but you can make a fa- So what club do you want to be a part of? Mm-hmm. What club do you want to be a part of? And there's so much to unpack here. That's just the numbers on the reality of how you get paid right now. To, this is not even today. This is last year. Yeah. Okay? That doesn't include ticket sales. That doesn't include merch. That doesn't include brand collabs. That doesn't include traffic that these artists made on advertising revenue on mm-hmm. their channels. That doesn't include all of these things. These are not 8,700 geniuses with a billion dollars. Yeah. That had everybody plan everything out for them. No, they're you. They're climbers. These are people who just figured out, you know what? If I bust my ass and I work hard and I try to learn mm-hmm. and I make sure that I'm when I'm busting my ass, that I'm doing what I should be doing, that I'm doing something that's effective, that I'm moving the needle as opposed to loving to complain about how hard I work and getting nothing done. Yeah. They're just interested in results for themselves. They're... Wow. Wow. Hmm. How is that not blowing your mind right now? I mean, that is so exciting. That's so exciting for my business. (laughs) Yeah. I get a couple of those people. Mm -hmm. They got budgets. I can help them get farther. You can turn them into the $100,000 on Spotify Club or overall, you know, six figures. And yeah, there you go. There you go. That helps your business. Heck yeah. You know what I mean? Because now you got more writers that are more artists that you can write with. The more that are generating money, the better it goes. Right. And by the way, this is still everybody's getting paid like crap Mm -hmm. and they're generating that revenue. Did you know that Billie Eilish and I want to say Beyonce, but I could be wrong, streamed more spins, more streams than the entire history of the record industry. What? Yeah. Like they were that far out ahead. Well, because it's the platform is different and everybody can consume it now, right? So, was so it again, against, it, like against radio, you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. The spins on terrestrial radio and the history of the music industry combined. I know Billy Ash, I can't remember who the other artist is. I think it's Beyonce. Have gotten more streams than... Total wow. spins in the music industry, in the history of the music industry. It's a tyranny of space, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I, yeah. yeah. Guys, you just need a little slice of that pie. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. And you've got to work it the right way and watch miracles happen. With some forethought, with some blood, sweat, and tears, some elbow grease, a solid plan, a little bit of money. You need a little bit of money. Yeah. Okay. And if that's your excuse, well, it's going to take money, then I can't help you. Yeah. I can't help you because you know what? It's going to take money. You can't be a homeless person who gets lucky and gets a a corporate job or how about a fast food job and then say F those guys because they're charging. They want me to go get some clothes. Right. To work at McDonald's. If this is your argument, that's exactly what you sound like to me. Mm hmm. That is astronomically cool, man. That is real money. $50,000 at just on one streaming platform, that's, 
that's enough to replace your side hustle, whatever that is, mm-hmm. whatever your day job is. And I mean, how many more people, I mean, you figured, I think you said, you know, you, you put in the other platforms, those aren't going to be the same, say if the similar numbers are on Apple Music, mm-hmm. you know, 13,400. Well, you back yeah. out the others, say it's 8,700 on Apple. Those are not all going to be the same artists because some people are targeting Spotify. Some people are targeting Apple. They have their platform of choice. So the total number of independent artists like climbers that are making 50 grand could be way more than 8,700 on streaming because it's not going to be the same 8,700 on Spotify as it might be making that. I think it would be though. Uh, Not all the way through. I think it would be some people that I get a lot more on Spotify and I really push everyone to Spotify. Other people may push to Apple. I mean, I wouldn't say would double it because there's going to be a lot. Here's why, but I bet there's, well, here's why, here's why I think, here's why I would argue that point with Mm -hmm. you because unlike Hollywood, where Disney has Disney products, mm-hmm. CBS has CBS products, NBC has NBC products, HBO Max has HBO products. They all have different products. If most, I got to think that the vast majority of every single artist on the planet when they release is going through an aggregate distributor yeah. and they're on every single platform. Yeah. So you get the same crap that you get on Apple versus what you get on Amazon versus what you get on Spotify. So it's just a matter of, what platform do you use? And people would choose unless they're industry people like me. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I, I, by the way, still don't have Apple music. Yeah. But I have Amazon, which is what I stream on because of, you know, who I'm not going to mention her name. Cause she'll, yeah, she's listening. Right. But I, I have a Spotify, a paid account because that's the industry benchmark, mm-hmm. but I largely like all my playlists, all my stuff is on Amazon. Yeah. So it's just a matter of like where people are choosing. It's like a, like the podcast, right? Yeah. Where are they going to choose to consume their stuff? So I think our, you could make an argument, and I don't know this for sure, but you could make an argument that that number is probably almost, if it isn't doubled, on the revenue from Apple. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the revenue what Apple pays versus per stream what Amazon pays is vastly different. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Amazon, and then you've got all the other streaming stuff. I mean, who knows where they're getting started, Yeah. Right. Like curious, in some of these and, and climbers, let us know if you're on multiple streaming services, if you really focus on one of them over the other, if you're doing a lot better on one of them versus the other, gaining traction and stuff. I'm just curious. There's some artists out there that'd be like, ah, oh, man, I send everybody Spotify and that's really where I pump up and run my ads to and whatever. And I get a lot, I get double the streams on Spotify as I do on Amazon and other people may be the opposite. I yeah I'm I'm interested in that I'm willing to bet that the way those numbers would break and this is my hot take on it mm-hmm. that the way those numbers would break down would be in concert with subscribership mm-hmm. to the platform right so like maybe Apple and Spotify are going to be pretty close everybody's going to push to Spotify because that's where they want those are the numbers that the the industry is looking yeah at. I've never pushed anybody. Uh, necessarily to Amazon. I've never done streaming on Amazon ads. I've never mm-hmm. done streaming on Apple Music. Now we've done link trees, yeah. where all the different platforms are there, so that they're just like, oh, streaming now, and you like go click on it and find your thing. Right. But if I'm using a brand name, I'm using Spotify because that is. But I, I don't know that. I would be really interested to find out if an artist is doing better on one platform than another and those numbers would be vastly out of line with the subscribership mm-hmm. i'm betting that spotify and apple numbers for every single artist are way higher than amazon deezer and 
Slacker and mm-hmm. all these other uh, subsequent uh, lower brand names. Yeah. Right. But that would actually that'd be very interesting. Yeah. Climbers, if you like, hit us up in the client community, if you haven't done it, but there it is, guys. Welcome to the freaking middle class. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to the middle class. I think 50 grand a year, which is way, is going to be more, right? Like that's just Spotify. So let's just say, even if it's 80 grand a year with all the other platforms in streaming, if you're making 50 grand on Spotify, you're probably making 80 grand at least across all the platforms. That's, that's a going salary for a nurse. That's, Shelby's dick. Right for a trained nurse mm-hmm. doing what you love to do, what your parents said you couldn't do. I mean, you know, it's more revenue than you're going to make being a, the music teacher. Cool. Yep. Oh, say that one more time. Yeah, it's more than you're going to make being a junior high music teacher. Now, you know, you have you do have other expenses and stuff. You got to record your stuff. There's, you know, it's revenue versus, you know, profit. But still, if you're thinking like, well, the only way I can do music for a living is hit the road all the time or go become high school music teacher. But you don't get to be a high school music teacher without investing in an education. Yeah. You still got to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if and you invest so in around only so many <laughs> jobs around, right? that's right. That's line. right. And if you're investing in a DAW, like a, you know, pro tools or logic or, or, or one of those kinds of, you know, home rigs and you know, you've invested in education. So you know how to make, However you invested in that, right? Mm-hmm. So you know how to make the donuts, right? Like I invested in my education hiring Kelly. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would fuck Kelly out. I learned in the studio with tape how to record when I was an artist. So I knew arrangement. I knew mm-hmm. what buttons do I push to yeah. get that sounding killer? Like how does that work? And, you know, Kelly taught me to mix and he really taught me Pro Tools. Because I could press record on Pro Tools. That's easy enough. You know, get a good signal. I understand that. That's yeah. That's 101 stuff. But then beyond that, it's like now, what the hell? How do I make this happen? Because while we were recording with Bud from the Allman Brothers and all that as, as an artist, mixing was... I wasn't up his butt about mixing. I was like, okay, I'm, you know, cause we're all, by the way, it's all a performance, right? That was yeah. back in the day when we're all at the board. Okay. I got these three faders right here. Here's the black marks <laughs> on the console. You're going to move this up here. And then you move it back to this black mark up to that. Like we're all, and then everybody has their faders and that's how we created the mixes. Right. right? And now it's all automated and pro tools and stuff. So yeah. I wasn't learning about compression and EQ and how to find a frequency and pull it out or just give it a little, little nudge. Cause it's sweet. Mm-hmm. And you want to, you know, those kinds of things I didn't learn, but, but you can learn that there's a million, there's no reason why that should be an expense for you. And then content too. How many times have we said this Brent where it's like, you need the investments. You can shoot 24 frames per second at 4k in your iPhone. Yeah. So, not having a camera, not an excuse, but you need some lights. Invest in mm. some lights, right? You can – I got two killer super pro lights for 700 bucks, two of like 350 each, the Gotex. So yeah. I got a key light and I got a fill light, and then I spent maybe 100 bucks or 150 bucks on the stands. I mean, crap, less than $1,000 – uh, probably on lights, I think I, I've, I spent more on that, but I mean, I think for less than a thousand dollars, you can have a functional light setup so that you can make killer effing content and promote your stuff. And I was just talking about this too. If you start asking 
Who do you know that knows somebody who's got a freaking camera? It's probably right next door at your neighbor's house. They're like, yeah. hey, I got this Canon camera that also shoots video, 4K video, mm-hmm. right? That's going to be even cooler to use. And man, that's not an expensive investment when you talk about the capability of being able to make 50, 80, 100 grand a year just on streaming. Yeah. That's a worthwhile investment to make it happen. And here's your proof. Your parents were right when they told you, but now they're not because the world changed. You can do it. That's right. You can do it yourself. So, guys, this is why this podcast exists, to relay this kind of information, to give you the motivation, the framework, the mindset that you need, that you can make a living doing what you love to do. And the world's a better place mm-hmm. if you're doing that. Right. When we're doing what we love to do, the world is a better place. And we're all happy. It's all peace, love, and grooviness. So hit us up for consultations, info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line. We can help you with this one-on-one thing. We charge for that. But we talk about the macro on the podcast. And uh, even when we talk about the micro, when we do case studies, and Brent and I do that stuff, it's not your micro. And that's right. The difference. So hit us up for that. We're happy to help you out. And I am finishing up like a brand new document for downloadable stuff nice. that's honoring the digital platform. So I should have that done by today or tomorrow. And next show, I'm going to put the link out for that. And we're going to put it out in the climb community and everybody can download that. But we talk about a lot of this stuff, breaking down what's going on in digital. Here's how you got to think, blah, blah, blah. So guys, super excited about this episode. I'm so jacked about it, even though I'm hung, I'm hung over. Look at how excited <laughs> I am. And I'm really hung. <laughs> like I'm really hung over. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.